Obviously, be made by yours truly. I mean, a round of applause. Because I actually really do like this beat a lot better than my last beat. But before I get into that, hey guys, welcome. First of all, I have, I've been gone since November. Okay, it is August of the next year. We've had a nine month break, but I have a lot to talk about. There are a lot of reasons as to why. So if you're new, what's up? Welcome. How are you? If you're returning, what it is, what's up, got the wide up. I'm your host, the beautiful, the wonderful, the most chocolate, the thickest, just cool as hell, the swaggiest, your future favorite, plus size mogul, your future favorite, sound engineer, your future favorite, CEO of a creative label, your future favorite, everything. Honestly, I'm just cool as hell and kind of crazy. I'm your host, Ebony D. Kelly. And this is another episode of Ethereal Black Girl, the podcast. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ah, 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 ah. First of all, you already know I sound like a nigga, okay? I have a deep voice. We all know that, but I have COVID right now. So that is why I sound extra Morgan Freeman-ish, okay? I could really hop on a Jeezy track right now, and y'all will not even know the difference, okay? So that's why I sound like this, but what's up, you guys? I abandoned y'all. I know. I'm very aware. Um, But there was a good reason as to why it happened. I'm ready to get into it. I actually have recorded an episode, like, maybe hmm, in February. It was really just me going on a rant about, like, my mental health at the time and how I hated my job. And it was just very depressing. It was real. It was a very real episode. But it was very depressing. And so I never released it. And maybe I'll release it one of these days. But I was just like, I would hate to have to come back to them in this pissy-ass poor mood. So I was like, I'll just, you feel me, save that for later. And I'll just start fresh. So here we are. There's no video because I look a hot ass mess right now. Like I said, I have COVID. I just got back from Disney World on Sunday. I probably got sick around Wednesday. I went to the doctor yesterday. It said I had COVID. So here I am. It is 7.30 a.m. on a Tuesday. I've been up since 6 o'clock. And I'm here. And I was like, you know what? I'm up. I might as well record an episode. Hold on. I have on a hot ass hoodie. Let me take this off. Okay, we're back. So today's episode is going to kind of be like, uh, where have I been? <laughs> I really can't believe y'all. It's really been nine months that the last episode was like November the 20th of 2021 or something like that. And a lot has changed like about myself, about not quite about my life, but like just a lot of things. <laughs> y'all know I'm very chaotic. A lot of things in between November to now have happened. So um, we're going to see how like this not even a weekly check-in, how this nine-month check-in goes. Um, and then we'll see if we want to get into topics. I know we're going to do the check-in, and I know we're going to do, um, like, bops of the week. But, listen, bear with bear with the girls, okay? We're just going to see what we can get through. So, 
I have a very long list of things I need to talk about that have happened to me. And I feel like this episode is going to help somebody because if you're all my close friends, if you're not, I'm so sorry. But if you are, I'll talk about my life on there a lot. And just like literally any emotion that I'm feeling at the time, like I talk about on there, like what this about dating or it's about sex, whether it's about, you know, not quite my friends. I've talked to my friends, so I have problems with them. But whether it's about like dating, sex, um, body dysmorphia, me working out, me as a person. I'm very self-analytical and I'm analytical of a lot of things that I do. And so I'll be on there talking. So if you're on my close friends, none of this is probably going to be super new to you. But a lot of y'all are not. And I'm and I think I have a decent amount of new listeners because I keep getting followers on my TikTok. So hey guys, if you're new. But anywho, I already started off. I have COVID. I know. So I'm taking a sick day. Today I took a sick day yesterday. I'm working from home. I'm working from home for the next three days. And I'm kind of sick because I was supposed to go see JoJo on Friday. Cause I'll get to watch you why the hell she's not in Birmingham anymore. But I was supposed to go see her Friday. I was supposed to go to Huntsville Saturday for a wedding that I really don't want to go to. My mom wanted to go, so I was going to go with her. But I don't have to go to either anymore. So, anywho, I have the vid. I got that shit, y'all. As my friend, as all of my friends texted me and said, friend, you got that shit? Yes, I have it. Not the pox, but COVID. Anyways, so secondly, we have Black Fluidity is doing great. Season two starts soon. So as you guys know, if you didn't know, this is my first, this was my first baby, my first ever like creative thing that I did myself, my podcast. I started, I think in 2020, I have, I haven't been super consistent. I was kind of consistent, but, um, last year before I moved to Birmingham or even maybe before I moved into my parents, like before I graduated college, no, it was a little bit after I was just thinking like, Oh my God, I want to start a podcast because I'm a firm believer in like, you can't start a podcast with just all, any of your friends because they may be your friend, but y'all just may not, some things just may not mix. And so I like was praying like, God, I really want to start a podcast. Who do I want to start one with? And literally my friend Jojo just immediately, she was the first person. And it's always say, tell people like, it literally had to be nothing but God that we started because I've known JoJo since 2017. Me and her have always been cool. But, like, we weren't, like, best friends like we are now. And so for her to be the first person, like, me and her have always had the same interest to her. And it came to, like, music and really loving music and really being super analytical of just artists and things like that. Like, we've always had that in common. Um, But we were never just, like, oh, like, that's my, like, that's my homegirl, like, that's my dog, like, it was, like, JoJo was so cool, that like, Ebony is, is cool as hell, but it was never like that, so when her name popped up, like, after I prayed about it, like, the, my bad, if y'all can't be moving, I'm sorry, over, like, the next few months, um, uh, I mean, over, like, the next few days, I texted her, I was, like, hey, um, I'm about to ask you a question, you're more than welcome to be, like, no, like, it was just a thought, like, do you want to start a podcast with me, she was, like, oh, my God, that'd be dope, so, that's how Black Fluidity came about. And we have been getting so much good feedback. Like, thank you guys so much for listening, for supporting. I still can't believe that people actually sit there and watch our crazy asses talk for an hour and a half. That's kind of wild of y'all. But thank you so much for the support. Tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. Repost, follow at Black Fluidity the pod on Instagram and on TikTok, on Twitter at Black Fluidity. And then on YouTube, just at Black Fluidity the podcast. I think there's, we have 26 episodes up and we have one vlog. We went to Mexico for Jojo's birthday, which is probably one of my favorite videos because it was just really chill. And I edited 
the fuck out of that video. Honestly, I did a pretty good job. But so yeah, it's it's been really good. Like we just have really great chemistry. Um, and it wasn't even like our podcast is not well, season one was not very like um topic heavy. We play song association. We do weekly check-ins. We have a lot of banter because me and her are just very, like, um, witty people and everything is a joke to us. So, it's really just going with the flow based on banter, topics here and there, um, bops of the week, song association. Um, and it's just a good time. So, if you want to laugh, give us a follow. We are two comedians. And I'm not just saying that because it's me. I go back and watch the clips all the time because I truly think we are just hilarious. So, Thank you guys for the support. Keep supporting. Season two will be back probably within the next five weeks or so. Um, we're trying to get a new setup because I'm moving in November to a different apartment where that will really be a fire setup. But right now we're working with my apartment I'm in now and I have to order some stuff. We have to order some stuff collectively, put it on the company card and shit. So um yeah there's that but um thank you guys for support like i said we've been it's been going really good um our reels have been getting you know a good amount of traction and it definitely i feel like as far as the numbers um i want to say it did which i knew it would do this a lot better than my podcast like this podcast which makes more sense two people two different followings and like just it's more entertaining I feel like my podcast is more so like for me. I mean, I know you guys enjoy it, but it's more so for me to just tell y'all. It's like, I don't talk about my personal life as much, obviously on that show, because that's just weird. Not weird, but like, that's not the point of the show. This is literally my podcast. I can say whatever the hell I want to say on here. Um. So yeah. Also, JoJo moved, like I said a while ago. JoJo, so JoJo went back. Shout out to JoJo. Love you, babe. She went back to school to get her master's. So she lives in Tuscaloosa now. If y'all didn't know, uh, I live in Birmingham, Alabama. We're both from Alabama. And um, so, yeah, she lives like 50 minutes away now, which is pretty fucking sickening. But it's fine. I love her. I love you, JoJo. Please move back. So that's really why we had to, we did a season one and we cut it off so she could go get situated. We could, you know, brainstorm some new ideas for next season and then just like start back up. Anywho, I am dating someone right now or yeah, I say is that I don't say talking to anyone. I feel like that's kind of childish, but I'm dating someone right now. And I really, really, I don't know if they've ever listened to this show. I don't know if they're going to honestly at this point. Fuck it. I really, really, really like them. Um, and at first, I was still keeping my options open. And I mean, I'm not saying I do keep them open now. That's the only person that I talk to or that I date right now. Um, but I'm well aware that I'm still single. But I'm in the mindset of I want to talk to this one person and focus on this one person. And if it makes it somewhere, it makes it somewhere. And if it doesn't, um, I don't want to look at it negatively. I feel like I've learned a lot um just about myself like throughout this situation and I feel like I learned just a lot about how to interact with people and just a lot about how um when you're like when you are not infatuated with someone when you really like someone they can truly piss you off but the test (laughs) the testament is when you can tell them listen Babe, you are getting on my goddamn nerves. And in the next day, you know, you'd be like, I still like them. 
But I feel like that's the mark of health because it's like you're not looking at everything they do as perfection. You're looking at it from a standpoint of like, okay, I like this person, but I don't like that they do X, Y, and Z. And I express that and they know that. And it is what it is when we move forward. But I really, really like them. I guess I'll tell y'all like how we met. Um, oh, also I would like to add, because it's in my notes. This is probably the most transparent I've ever been this early. Like I probably think I met him like the first week of June. Um, and it's only August the what, 15th. So it's been like two months-ish now. Um, almost like two and a half. I feel like it's like the most transparent I've been. Not even like as far as like my dating past and like stuff that I like deal with from the past but just like as far as when something is bothering me and then they were just super transparent from the beginning like before we even before I even knew that they were trying to talk to me or before I knew that they had interest so it was like something that I really paid attention to um but I guess I'll tell you how we met so which if you watch Black Fluidity then you kind of already know how we met (coughs) Excuse me. So, JoJo had been talking to me about, like, oh, my homeboy has, like, a studio. Um, and he, like, want, he like always told me to pull up. And, you know, me and JoJo love a good music, love a good, love to support local artists and smaller artists, like, all the time. And um, so, we went there. No. So, she was telling me. And I was like, okay, cool. So, one day, I just randomly looked at my message request. And I just saw that he had just, like, um replied like a flame emoji to me posting a smino song y'all know i love smino i'm not gonna get into it but um i was just like you know just responding we were talking about music and stuff mind y'all i really didn't know what he looked like um maybe for like the first day no probably only like within the first few hours that we were dming which i didn't think he was trying to talk to me i just thought he was you know which he technically wasn't because not really his body that's not really his vibe um but like we were just like you know dm and stuff and he was just real cool but he does photography so his page has a lot of his photography pictures on there which he needs to create a new page but that's another story for another day and um he was just cool so we like we're just dming and stuff and just you know we're probably dming on instagram for maybe like a week um and then that following week like that following weekend me and jojo ended up going over there and like stayed at the studio for like a super long time um and just like talking to him and like his friend and stuff like it was mad cool and i saw him oh i had seen him before i saw him in person on through a boomerang that jojo had sent me and i was like okay like he looks like my type like he look cute then i saw him in person and i was like oh he is so cute just chocolate with a beard and tall and big it had some gold hoops in it had some nice lips okay and yeah Y'all know I have a type. If y'all didn't, my type is chocolate husky, tall, with a beard, and just be greased up and moisturized and blessed. That's what I like, okay? Like, I need you to look like you probably played, like, football, like, when you was in college or something. Whether that's, like, a private college, a JUCO, a big university. Look like you played something. I just like big niggas. Anyways, enough about that. So... After that, he still didn't ask for my number when we went to the studio. And then we came back and we were still DMing. And then we were talking about something. And he had said something about me being pretty. I was like, not you, you know, think I'm cute or whatever. And then ended up giving my number. And then we started texting. And then we just, the rest is history. We started hanging out. And now we just be hanging out. And 
yeah love him so that's how we met it's going pretty cool i really don't talk to any other people any other people i really don't talk to anyone else right now um i want to say i'm single but not available i feel like that's how you get god like i feel like soon as you be like i'm not available the niggas start acting up but i'm not gonna think negatively i'm gonna be positive i am single but i'm not quite available right now so yeah in other news my birthday passed shout out to all the leos the best zodiacs out in the world literally we're without leos where would the world be seriously where would the world be without us the world would not go around so shout out to all the leos leo season i think ends sometime next yeah ends next week but i started off leo season my birthday is july 23rd i turned 24 happy birthday to me um and i had a really good birthday i had a party at my house or i would call it a function it wasn't quite a party it was like maybe 15 ish um people and it was like it was a lot of alcohol and we recorded confessionals which i probably would never post because some of them are not inappropriate but i don't think i need to post them maybe i'll post like a clean version and we'll see but yeah we did confessionals and we got drunk and i had a really good birthday my parents took me out to dinner and got me my very first on my very <laughs> my very own louis vuitton shout out to sex in the city but yeah Hey, it was cool. Shout out to the Leos. I know a decent amount of Leos, so shout out to all of you guys. Um, so yeah, that's really what's been happening recently. Um, we're gonna backtrack a little and talk about what essentially like have been going on in my dating life from November up until now. We're gonna we're gonna literally run through these fast as hell. So let's start November. I talked to this man, let's go on fingertips why go back and watch black fluidity maybe like episode long long ass time ago probably like episode 12 or 13 or something like that um met him like via hinge and it was going cool very probably the most chivalrous man i've ever met up until this date very chivalrous man open and close the car doors i don't have to drive anywhere we carry all my stuff very cool man it just didn't work out they're sad um after him, I really didn't talk to nobody for real. I went back to an old situation. I've talked about Arizona on the show before. Ended up um, back conversing with him. I actually ended up going to Arizona. I didn't did I tell y'all that. No, I, th- I think I told y'all that in my episode that I never released. But ended up going to Arizona in March to see the man. I had a really good time, honestly, while I was there. Um, unfortunately, how do I even say these? I... I'm not going to do him like that. Anyways, um, I had a cool time. It was cool. But I just went there and I was just like, no, like, it was cool. But I cannot picture myself being in a relationship with this person because just no, no, it would be very chaotic. So that was that. Other than that, I just like, the Lord has keeps dropping Gemini's in my life. And I'm just trying to figure out what is he doing? What is going on? Gemini's or be and they all three of my friends three of my best friends are Gemini's and I really love them all <coughs> but we all know Gemini's are very when they're fucking with you they love you they are very consistent they're blah 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 and when they are not they are not they are not feeling it and that's stressful 
But I will say I've had a cool time with Gemini's this year, but literally the last three people I've talked to have all been Gemini's and they've all been June Gemini's, I think. No, it was one May and two June Gemini's and the person I'm talking to now is a Gemini. Um, him and my homeboy actually had the same birthday, which makes a lot of sense when I think about it. But yeah, so that's all. Um, the other two people that I just was conversing with, I'm not even finna give, I'm not finna talk about that. It wasn't that relevant. I'll, t- I'll probably talk about it in couch chat because it kind of ties into what I want to talk about in couch chat. Anyways, uh, other than that, work is work. Um, I don't hate it. I don't enjoy it. It is what it is. I go there. I do my job. I come back home. It sounds pretty depressing because I'm a person that is very much like if I want if I'm going to work, you feel me? I want to be excited. I want to, I'm a morning person. I want to hop out the bed, get ready to be excited to go to work. The drive to work is more exciting than me actually being there. I have a good ass time on the way to work. It's, it's, it's work. And I'm trying to move departments. I really would like to just retire by 30, but we'll get to that in the couch chat as well, or actually probably the next topic. But yeah, Mm-mm. work is work. It's cool. It is what it is. Um, whatever don't really like them like that um i want to talk about my tri-state area plan um and how i almost moved to atlanta (coughs) Shit. okay so back in i want to say maybe june may no it couldn't have been june probably like may i want to say it was in may yeah probably beginning of may my sister works for a company that's literally all over the like everywhere is in location wise but they had an opening for like a product engineering job my sister talked to a few people got my resume pushed up i ended up getting an interview i thought the interview went really good made it to the second round thought i did really good in the second round they ended up not choosing me but i want to say throughout the process it was weird because like even though i know i like i myself want to wanted to move because i like i honestly now I really like Birmingham. Birmingham has a really cool creative scene. There are a lot of talented ass people here of all rappers, singers, um, vintage resellers, painters, graphic designers, photographers, videographers. Birmingham is just super, super talented. Um, So I like it now. But at the time, I was just like, I'm a person. I'm kind of chaotic. So like I like routines and I like having and I like change and I, you know, I don't like staying in one spot for a super long time. So I've been here probably since October of last year. And I've been in this job for like a year and a few months. Um, and I was just like, you know what? Like, I'm just tired of being here. I want to change. I'm sick of being here. I want to move to Atlanta. So as I was praying about the job and like, I was thinking about how I'd have to pay, like, how I have to find an apartment super fast. I'd have to pack everything up, move. I had to get that paid for. And like, I just felt like, Every time I would try to leave, because I had another job interview prior to this, every time I try to leave Birmingham, I would just get like super anxious and super nauseous. And so at first I was like, is it because I'm just um, susceptible to change? Is that the right word? I hope I used that right. Um, Because like, even though I'm a very catted person, I don't like change. I also do like when I have a routine. And so I was like, damn, is it I'm nauseous because I don't want change? So an opportunity came again. I was like, you know what? I want to move, but it was like the closer it got to, to me knowing that they were going to email me about the decision, the closer I was like, okay, my God, if I don't get, if I, 
you know, allow for this job if it's for me, allow for it to be for me and allow for me to not stress and be so anxious about it. And if it's not for me, you know, allow me to not be upset if I don't get it. Cause the job would have really been super, super cool. Like the job, the company culture and like the job culture and like how they work and the time spans in which they work. like, it would have just been super ideal for me and how, like what kind of company I want to work for. Um, but I was just like, God, if it's not for me, then just allow me to not get it. Allow me to like, to not be upset about it and to understand like, you know, this is not your time. This is not, um, what needs to be done right now so I didn't get it and I wasn't upset about it honestly I was like you know what like I knew I was gonna get it I felt that I was gonna get it um I'm not upset about it it is what it is and I started liking my job a little more actually after I didn't get it then I went back to not liking it but whatever but that just made me think about like it started getting so much more vivid about my whole tri-state area which if y'all don't know I was like I'm not gonna tell y'all but even if someone tried to take my idea it's my idea and I'm myself and you can never do my idea how I want to do my idea. So anyways, my tri-state area plan, no offense of herb, was almost like a whole, like a creative label. Well, first of all, if y'all didn't know, which I think I've talked about this before, I wanted to start a blog that showcased local artists, um, each month or like bi-weekly I didn't I had never started it so I never knew what I wanted it to be but I wanted it to consist of like a photo shoot of uh you know just the artist and then it would be an interview with audio and video so almost like a podcast um but interviews just of the artist and just like you know when they obviously like I'm a very inquisitive person so I wanted to know everything like Narwar, like when did you start? Where were you at when you first were like, okay, I wanted to do this? What was the first thing that you released creatively? Like, I wanted to do interviews, photo shoot, and I want to do it bi weekly or monthly. So, I always wanted to do a blog, which I still want to do. Um, but then that just spiraled into like me just getting vivid, like dreams about just wanting to start like a creative label, which would double as like a a creative label slash a creative house so so it would be like you know how record labels just have like rappers and singers and you know I want to do a whole label where I would where you would have like rappers singers videographers poets photographers even chefs um painters graphic designers um and I want it to be like a whole in-house experience where you could literally come in and rent equipment and literally do anything you could think of. Graphic design, t-shirt printing, 3D design, sound engineering, producing, rapping, singing, poetry room. I wanted to double it like a hangout spot where we would have like local DJs or, you know, come and DJ certain nights and just have like different things, a bar. Like I just want this full ass experience to strictly start in Birmingham and then just branch, you know, um, <clears throat> nationwide, then eventually branch internationally. So that was my whole plan. Um, and I would say don't steal it, but literally y'all could not steal it because I feel like my dreams about this are so vivid. It's kind of scary and it's a lot to think of for it to be like my first, well, not like my first creative act like it would be like my first step into into like entrepreneurship entrepreneurship entre what's the word entrepreneurialism entre y'all know what the fuck I mean anyways so yeah 
so all in all, so I was like, okay, I don't need to move because I still have things that I want to do here and like connections I want to make here. No, everything is about God's timing. Like literally, as much as you want to move somewhere and as much as you want a new job or as much as you want to do certain things, you just can't do you I mean you can it's not going to work out how you need it to work out but you just can't move on your own and expect for you know the max results to happen because you're moving on your own you're not moving on God's timing so so I'm not that's why I wasn't upset about it um so yeah there's that which speaking on the, the terms of, of being an entrepreneur then we're just gonna move on I need for everyone to stop with this whole quit your nine to five and start a business because although some people have very like some people are born um with the entre entrepreneur mindset. Some people are really just have it. They have the drive, they have the professionalism, they have like the faith, like the fuck it, I'ma just do it. Like some people have that. But not everyone has that for one. Not everyone has good business ideas for two. And three, who do y'all expect to be the employees? Like Everybody cannot be a boss. I think we should start being more realistic about that. Everyone is not an entrepreneur. Everyone cannot be the boss. Everyone cannot be the leader. And I feel like some people or a lot of people have servant mentalities and we have to like tap into that more. Everyone wants to be the one in the forefront, not understanding that like the people in the background are just as important, if not more fucking important than the people in the forefront. Like... Faces of companies, cool, but you can't move without the neck and without the rest of the body, without the heart, without the, you can't, you can't just have a face and that's it. There has to be so many other things to make, you feel me, to make a business work. So if everyone would stop trying to be the boss and the leader and just step into what you really need to do, whether that's helping your friend do this, being an assistant to this, being a servant to do this, like, the world would be a better place. Cause I personally feel like I have, but the person feel like I have the um I am very Oh, I thought I saw a bug. Sorry, I'm sitting in front of a window. I am very <coughs> um goal oriented. Like, okay, I'm very okay, I, we need to do boom, 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 boom. X, Y, and Z. Uh I want it to look this way. I think it would look better this way. I think we should do this, this and this. Um, but I'm also like, I'm very like accommodating and helpful to other people. So like, what do you want me to do? What do you need me to do? Blah, 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 X, Y, and Z. And I think that's because I don't know why I don't like help from people, like from other people, but I like to help other people. So I don't know. It depends on what the help is though. But yeah, so we have to stop acting like being an entrepreneur is in everybody's DNA when it's really not. And it's, if it's not. That doesn't make you listen and that doesn't make you like, you know, not um, what is the word I'm looking for? And that doesn't make you any less important, like as a team member, just because you aren't the quote unquote forefront, just because you aren't like the the CEO of the like there are so many other important jobs. When you think about CEOs, I just think about how they don't be doing shit. Maybe that's just me. Anywho, off of my rant, um. I'm almost done. I swear that we can get into some other stuff. Um, the last few things are me wanting to get closer to God. I definitely feel like I've fallen off. Um, not really bad. Like I still pray and I still talk 
Um, but I feel like I want to like get back in my in my Bible because I am really bad with Bible stories, y'all. And that's embarrassing because I grew up Baptist, like very very like three services in a day: White Stocking, Nurses Guild, Usher, Baptist. And me and my Bible stories are trash, so I just want to get back in my word. I definitely want to start journaling. Um, my mom bought me this really cool planner that just talks about manifestation and journaling and um just different goals and different time frames so definitely want to start back you know um writing my thoughts out more I feel like I talk verbally to myself all the time about my emotions and my thoughts um I think I should write them down that'll be a lot easier to like go back and remember but yeah I still love God of course that's my dog that's my guy that's my homeboy but it's like I want to make intentional time for him and not just try to squeeze him in here and there. Um, other than that, I'm still, well, I don't think I, I was working out when I last was on here. Uh, I've been working out consistently for like the past, well, yeah, consistently, I would say. And I have not lost, yeah, I probably only lost like four pounds, maybe four or five pounds since I've been uh, working out. But I will say that I have seen a difference in my physique and I think now I'm open to after my COVID, we're going to start working out six days a week. And it's really about everybody's body is different. Um, I cannot eat trash. Well, not trash, but I cannot eat however I want and work out and still be okay. My body has a very slow metabolism. So no matter how many weights I lift and how many, how much cardio I do, if I eat some cookies, 10 pounds, <laughs> one cookie, bitch, is 10 pounds. Okay, so I've started eating a little better, and I've definitely seen a difference. Um, and then last but not least, I want to get back into making beats again. Like as y'all know, I used to make different outros for my episodes all the time, and I actually might do that today. I will see after I get done recording, but I used to make different outros for like episodes all the time. And I want to just get back to like making one, making longer beats, and not just making intro and outro beats. But start back um, teaching myself how to DJ and then making beats that sound like people could actually like lay lay some bars over them and then maybe start selling them hoes. So I want to get better at that and I actually want to like start being intentional um, about just making the beats and shit like that. So other than that, I guess we can get into the few things that I want to talk about with the couch chat because... I just want to touch on a few things and be transparent and we can move on to songs and we can get out of here. So y'all let's head over to Couch Chat. Okay, so for Couch Chat, I just have a few. So I have a list of topics that I just think about um all the time but there's just a few things that I want to talk about and I might get super super transparent on here and I just feel like my mom don't ever listen to episodes because you know I'm past it now like I just don't even want her to know that I like dealt with this or no I kind of still well not anymore as of now I don't deal with it but the first thing I want to talk about is like sexual PTSD in general but of plus size women and I'm not talking about um, in terms of like sexual assault or anything, I'm talking about um, as far as feeling like you were only used for sex and not realizing it until afterward, or maybe like, let me explain. 
so I'm, as I've said before, I'm not quite opposed to like having sex on like the first date. I think now I kind of am, but before I wasn't, um, when I was younger, just because I was just like, I just feel like if somebody really want to talk to you, you, cause it's like, it's double standards. Cause like you're saying that I let you, you let me, I let you hit on the first date, but you let me hit on the first day too. I wasn't just having sex with myself. So I didn't really notice I like dealt with this until like the last time I like had sex on like the first link and I really, really liked the person. And I was just, after I was just like really quiet and like I was just laying them and I was just really quiet. And they were like, what are you thinking about? And they know that I'm, like a super overthinker and I kind of expressed this to them before um because it wasn't like we planned to do that it really was un- like I didn't even go in thinking that, that was going to happen that was not on my mind at all um and they had never said anything sexual to me before um they just aren't like a super sexual person when it comes to like um what is it they never made sexual innuendos at me technically um and so I was just like oh my god I have sexual PTSD because in my mind I just knew when I had the sex, I was like, he, I'm lit, like, he literally is going to disappear. Or I've had the problem in the past where I would stop liking them after I had sex with them and not even like on some because we had sex, but it's just like now my mind is only on or not only on, but like it's since we've already had sex. Now I just want that like in my mind. When we hang out, we can hang out. We cannot have sex, of course. But in my mind, I'm going to be thinking about having sex. And so I was just like, I call that sexual PTSD because it's like I have dealt with that where I've had sex on the first link. And like um, most of the time, everything is still normal. But there have been times where I felt the energy shift and I addressed it. And they never directly were like, is because we had sex early, but that's just the vibes it was giving me. Um, and I've experienced when I was super young, maybe when I was like 20, that someone has literally told me, like, um, I just address, like, you just text me when you want to, and either you in or you out, technically. And this man was an Aquarius, I would like to, I would like to add that, which is why I don't like Aquariuses to this day. But essentially, it's just on some, like, he just got real upset. And prayers for this man because he is old and still don't have no money. Anyways, and essentially just devalued me to my cooter and was just like, all you offering is vagina. And I can get that anywhere. And I was like, well, go find it. I never texted it back. And to this day, that man will still try to DM me and will still comment on my stories like, he didn't say that. But anywho, so, if you ever dealt with sexual PTSD, like, let me know. Especially as, like, a plus-size woman. Because I often be having to ask, like, do you like me? Like, we've had the sex, but, like, do you like me? Or is it just because I'm, like, thick and juicy and voluptuous and you want to have sex with me? Not more so now, because it's, like, I'm, it's hard it's hard. Like I be, everybody be not disgusting me, but like, you're not going to get that close to where that's even about to happen. But 
I'll say when I was younger, it was definitely more so a question like, do you like me or are you just, you feel me here because you're just sexually attracted to me? So yeah, there's that. Um, and I want to talk about how I have so much dating anxiety. Like as an adult, my dating anxiety is really crazy. Like I don't know what what's going on, but like literally, um, I would say it's gotten better in the situation that I'm in now because he literally be like, "You need to calm down." Like we're very we like have a lot of similarities, but we're like I'm very frantic and anxious, kind of in my head about a lot of stuff and like just very jump to conclusions and be like you haven't talked to me in 30 minutes if you don't like me I feel like Leo's can relate like if somebody breathe wrong it's like if you want me to go home if you want me to leave you alone you can really just say that sweetie you can just tell me but it's like I'm just very dramatic and very like extreme so it can go from one extreme to the next very fast but I had so much, and I blame my birth control, really, because, like, back in um, April, I was dealing with the person, and, like, it was just very, the signs was there. Like, when someone, when, when you know someone likes you, you'll know, and if you're confused, they don't like you, okay? If you are confused about the status of the situation, Pookie, they do not, that man does not like you. Um, And so... I was all over the place emotionally and I was just like it was a very dark time and I blame my birth control because those hormones had me all over the place but it's like I'd be having so much dating anxiety like oh do they like me and like um maybe I should have done this maybe I should have did that or I did have that up until like a month ago in my mind I was like listen no probably like three in this situation this situation has definitely helped maybe like two weeks ago I was like listen the man said he likes you okay the actions are giving that he likes you. You need to calm the fuck down. So now, literally, except for when I'm on, like, I'm on my period now, and that's a whole different. It's not really telling yourself to calm down when you're on your period. But it's like, I was like, listen, I need to relax. And so that's really what I've been telling myself. Just me needing to calm down and to, you feel me, not be just so uptight or like just so black and white what is it and what is it not just really going with the flow and there's a difference between like going with the flow for like a year and you're just talking to the person and it's like no sign of when the end is coming and like going with the flow as in y'all only been conversing for like three months you're just getting to know the person it's different it's different vibes it's different situations so yeah stop being anxious and I don't know if men are like that like um be super anxious like when y'all are dating but women be all over the damn place and maybe I don't want to talk for all of us but I know me I be all over the fucking place so I can only imagine um how y'all be all over the place but y'all don't be even damn so y'all probably don't even be all over the place um so I want to talk about this and then maybe one more thing that we can move forward. And it's talking about how mental health is hard to talk about with my family. And I, I'm going to change it. I don't think it's hard to talk about, but I feel like when you grow up in like such a, I call, I call it a conventional household trauma because it's like you grow up in like such a stable environment. Um, 
especially when you're a chaotic person like me, when things don't go how I need them to go, I just, my ears are closed to all suggestions. I don't want to hear it if it's not what I want to do. Because when I, something about me, when I want things to be done, I want them to be done right now, immediately, and how I want them to be done. If it's not, I'm going to have an attitude or I'm going to be sad because I'm very sensitive. And so this came about because a few months ago, I kind of I told my mom, like, I don't like engineering. And as I've told y'all before, I think I've talked about it, how when I was 18 or 19 or about to turn 19 in 2017, I believe, I went to a Kendrick Lamar concert. And like, I've always been interested in music literally since I was little. I've always loved music. I've loved the industry and went to the concert and it like really like changed just my perspective on like music and what I wanted to do when I was older and I was like oh my god I want to drop out of school and I want to like do sound engineering or producing or you know something artsy of that nature I want to do it because it's not even like sound engineering as far as like producing tracks but even sound engineering in the capacity of like concerts and being the sound lady at concerts and shit that would be so cool to me excuse me so um found that out but I was like I just don't know how much to my parents because I just already know how they are it's not that they're unsupportive um but I just feel like I'm probably the most free-thinking person out of my family so it's kind of like and that can be my free-thinking can be good and it can also be like too free sometimes um because I can be very like a fuck it let's do it type of person and I think like a head um, so, I, so one day I was just, I just bl- blurted it out. I was talking to my mom and I was just like, I don't like engineering. Um, and she was like, her response just wasn't to me. Like I said, I'm very sensitive, but it wasn't as supportive. Cause I'm thinking like, if I have a child and be like, I don't enjoy this, then I would, I would in turn be like, okay, like, well, what, you know, what prompted this and what do you really see yourself doing? Cause when you're 19, Honestly, when I have kids, I think education is very important, but I also think being who you are and enjoying what you do is also very important. And I feel like 18 is super young to go to college because I don't even know what the hell I want to do for the rest of my fucking life. How the hell do I know? I am 18. You want me to work until I'm 50? That's insane to me. That's wild. So... Um, I, but that the response was not, what do you want to do? It was like, oh, I think you, you're so smart. Though. I think you'd be a good engineer. And I just hurt my feelings because I just felt like my feelings were not being validated at the time. And no one was trying to be supportive and help me figure it out. And then I told my dad and my dad was slightly a little more understanding, um, kind of, but he was just like, okay, we'll figure it out what you do, what you want to do. But I'm a person where if I tell you I have an idea and I'd be excited about everything, I'm a very... I everything excites me. My friend can text me and be like, "Do you want to go to dinner?" And I'm like, "Oh my god, yes, miss you, love you, would love to go." What fucking time? And so when people don't respond in that manner, when like I have an idea and I really want to execute it, and it's not like a we're on board. Okay, okay, that's fine. First of all, you have to tell me it's fine. So if there's not a, it's fine. That's fine. It's okay. What do you want to do? I just immediately shut down. So that's what I did. I just started crying. And was just like, don't worry about it. Literally. 
and nobody else asked me ever again. And so I spent the next four years, not me getting emotional as I'm talking about this. I spent the next four years in college doing engineering. I got my degree. And of course, it was an accomplishment when I got my degree, but I was not excited because I did not want to do it. And I'm not saying that I regret not just saying, fuck it, I'm going to figure it out when I was 19. Um, because I feel like the path that I'm going now, I met so many like amazing people like through college and through moving here. So it is what it is. Um, but I do think all the time, like, damn, what if when I was 19, I would have really been like, you know what? Thought for myself and been like, you know what? I don't care what y'all are talking about. I want to do this, so I'm going to figure it out. And if I would have really, you know, went somewhere and really took it seriously, like, where would I have been? But, um, yeah. So, that came back up when, like, a few months ago, and I expressed it. And it was kind of like the same reaction, or what do you want to do? Um, But it still wasn't. A supportive reaction so I got kind of I only say I was I feel like depressed is super extreme and I feel like it's society we throw that word around but I was super super sad um leading up to that because like I would be at work randomly at my desk and I'd have to go to my car and drive around and I would just start be crying because I don't want to be there and I don't feel like this is fulfilling for me and I don't like it and I feel like I'm wasting my time and I feel like I'm not doing what I really want to do and, um, yeah, so it was sad. And like, I wake up now and it's tolerable, but I'm a person, like I said, of extremes. And I just hate when things are tolerable. I want to thoroughly enjoy doing things I like to thoroughly and thoroughly. I like to thoroughly enjoy, you know, being around people that I like and doing things that I like to do on a daily basis. And so it's just hard. And like, obviously, I'm not going to sit here and be like, I had a hard life because I had a, I had a really chill, soft life. And I hate the, I hate this soft life aesthetic going around. We have got to cut that shit out, remove the hashtag TikTok. But I have had a very easy life, honestly. Um, Even me being plus eyes and dark skin, okay? Colorism and the phobias is real. But that's another discussion for another day. Um, but I've had a really chill life. And so I'm not gonna sit here and say I've had a hard life, but I will say that sometimes when you're in such a stable, like house and it's very conventional, um, I feel like I'm very open about things now, but I feel like I'm super hesitant to talk about what it is that I really want to do and like goals I have for myself and like things that I want to do in the near future, because it is so stable and, and like my parents have accomplished a lot and my sister has accomplished a lot and just seeing that and I mean I'm not saying I haven't I mean I'm an engineer I've accomplished a decent amount but to me accolades mean nothing when I don't like what I'm doing like so yeah it's just hard to like express yourself sometimes when you are in such a stable family and it's like what is there really to complain about? But it's really like, I'll knock all this shit over because I hate it. So, yeah. If you can relate, let me know. Because I know there are somebody out there who can. It's just weird. It's just odd. So, now we can move on to Boss of the Week. Because I've been talking you guys ear off. So let's go ahead and head to Boss of the Week.
have a few things on here, um, kind of all over the place. This is what I've been listening to this week and like a few music updates. So first, I want to talk about Scenic Drive. Um, the entire Khalid album and the song. So this has been out for a good minute. I can't even sit here and tell y'all. Let me look. So Scenic Drive, the tape, it came out in 2021. So sometime last year. The whole album, honestly, is great. Um, me and Khalid go way back, though, because... um. In 2016, when I was a freshman in college, um, I want to say, <sighs> this is such a good song. Um, I want to say the album American Teen, Party Next Door 3 or P3, um, and Awaken My Love all came out that year. And they really got me through, I went through like such a bad heartbreak, I was crying, throwing up, sliding down the wall. Oh, my God. I was still in love with that man six years later. That that was wild of me. But anyways, and, um, yeah, Khalid got me through that. So I've always, I've always had, like, a special place in my heart for this man because I love him. Oh, American Teen came out in 2017, but it must came out early because I was listening to it as I was going through the shenanigans. One day I would tell y'all the extensive story of how dumb I was when I was 18. That'll be one day, but not two days. So, anyway, Seen It Drive the Tape came out last year. Um, features on it Alicia Keys, Black, Lucky Day, Queen, Jid, Kiana Lede, Majid Jordan, Arlen, and Smino. That's where I stopped. The outro track, Scenic Drive, with two of my favorite people to ever grace this earth. Ari Lennox and Smino as features. They did their thing. Of course, Smino rode the beat like crazy. Ari Lennox sunk her ass off. The whole song is just very, very good. Very romantic. Um, It's really like I'm in the car with my man at night during the summer. Drop top. You feel me? Scout blowing in the wind because y'all know I'm bald-headed. Scout blowing in the wind and just listening to it. And it's just like you in love. The beat is really good. It's really cool. I enjoy it. Scenic Drive. Um, the tape and then Scenic Drive. Also the song. Next we have Criflo Dollar. Shout out to Troy Massive. That's really my guy. Shout out to the gang. CJ, Brent, Troy. Love all of you guys. BZ, Brother, Ozzy. Everybody's so talented. But Creflo Dollar by Troy Massive has really been stuck in my head. All since probably last Sunday. Not two days ago Sunday, but like the week before that. His birthday, happy um, late birthday to Troy. But his birthday was like August the 7th. And they're playing it while they were while he was taking his shots or whatever. And I was like, what the hell? What song is this? And Creflo Dollar, I will tell y'all what project it's off of because the whole project is actually very, very good. Um, I just saw it. Hmm. Okay. It is off the album Cream Dollar Cream or Cream Dollar Cream. Sorry. C-R-E with the accent over it. M-E. Dollar D-O-L-L-A. Grim. Troy Massive. T-R-O-I. Massive. Y'all know how to spell Massive. Um, 
Creflo Dollar on here is good. Carpe Diem is good. Real Witch is good. Valor is good. And it's like really giving, which Troy always give this to me, but it's really giving the girls Rick Ross because I just feel like he just sounds very luxurious. And y'all know what I mean. Like y'all know Rick Ross makes you feel like you just in a Maybach and I surely drive a Honda Civic. But when Troy just has a very good cadence, like he just makes you feel rich. He has really good punchlines and he's just funny as hell in real life. That nigga is hilarious. So shout out to Troy Massive, uh, Creflo Dollar, a bop. Next we have Pop Out For Me by LaShawn in front of 4L. It's a, it's, I wouldn't even call it a drill beat. There is a drill beat, kind of. It's a good ass song. It's a really good song. Um, Next we have, so. As y'all know, I love Young Nudie, a.k.a. Quantavius. Um, Rich Maze, these niggas switch blades. I've been getting money since I was in sixth grade. Space Out by Young Nudie. Quote, end quote. I love Young Nudie. And the person I used to talk to back in like November, December is really who, like I listened to him before, but who really like got me obsessed with him. So he came out with a project. I think it was called. <sighs> Cute elevator music. Doom 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 Um The album is called EA Monster because y'all know he from East Atlanta. EA Monster and honestly the album is hot garbage. Literally dumps the juice. But <coughs> <clears throat> there's a song on here called Impala. And let me tell y'all, let me tell y'all something. I have never wanted an Impala in my entire life until two days ago. That man said, pull up in an all black Impala, that shit for deep. I need a black Impala right now. I need it. The beat is really good. Other than that, this album is trash. Love you, young dude. Come on the show. <laughs> Next we have Hoodie by Ari Lennox. It's her new single that just came out. Hopefully that means what that's usually what that means that an album is coming soon. Um, but Isaiah Rashad was the love interest in the video. And as y'all know, this is an Isaiah Rashad stan a motherfucking account. Okay? I love that man with all my heart. But he was a love interest. He looked real delicious. Oh my God, he looks so delicious. And ever since he had like someone exposed to him with that sex tape and he just came out and said like his sexuality doesn't have a label. He likes what he likes, which I love that for him. And then he did an interview with Joe Budden. He just seemed like he'd be vibing. He'd be cool and he'd be chilling. And he just walking like how he walks and he just does what he does. And I love that man. But he looks so delicious in this video. Y'all don't even know. That man looked fine. And Ari Lynx, of course, fine as hell. Can sing. It's just the queen of everything. I love her. Um, it's also a good song. So hoodie. Next we have Speculate by Xavier Omar. So this is an old song. I can't even tell y'all when this song came out. But as y'all also know, which I talk about all the time, I love Xavier Omar. Um, he just has such a heavy voice. He can sing. Like he has all the heartbreak ballads. This came out in 2016 off his album The Everlasting Wave, which has all the bops. 
Blind man, grown woman, lost in nostalgia, speculate if this is love, poison, bop after bop after bop after bop. Um, speculate was just essentially talking about how I'll read out some of the lyrics and I'll decode right quick because we have time. Because what else are y'all really doing? So. He basically said, I looked for answers. You were looking for a way out. I took my chances. Guess the thief has got to pay out. I remember waking to I love you every single night of day. Chances are you never really loved me. I'm not going to speculate. So basically, he is saying he was looking for answers. Like, how can we fix this? How can we, you know, be better? His partner was looking for a way out. As in, they were just saying, like, listen, I just want to get out of the situation. Um, he took my, he said he took his chances. He put it all out on the line. He didn't get shit in return. Um, he remembers his partner telling him that she loved him every single night and day. But how she was treating the situation is like, did you really love me? But he's like, I'm not going to. You feel me? I'm not going to speculate. I'm not going to assume. I'm not going to make assumptions. Um, he's This is how the chorus goes. I'm so brave. You won't leave me heartless. I'm okay. I find love regardless. So basically he's saying he's so brave. He put his heart on the line. He had his heart on his sleeve. He did what he needed to do. And then she ripped it out his chest. And I can feel that because it's like when I put, when I really like somebody, I really, I don't like people often. I let people go. You got one month to prove why you should be here. And you got to go. And so it's like, if you here, if you made it past a one month mark, I really do like you. And so I'm putting it on the line. And if you fuck, fuck it up, but that's the, that's the good thing about me though, kind of, no matter how many times people be messing me up and be leaving me heartless, shout out to Xavier Omar, I still be like, I want to find love, I believe in love, I want to be in love, and y'all, just because y'all keep messing me up does not ruin my ideologies and how I view love, which is good, I think, because I'm a Leo, and y'all know Leos are lovers, um, you're not about to ruin it. Well, people have ruined it, but you know, now as I'm older, you're not about to ruin it just because you tried to mess me up for the next person. I'm going to find love regardless. So speculate is a good song. Came on when I was in the shower yesterday and I was like, oh, this is such a gem. I forgot about it. Um, Next we have Queen B. Beyonce came out with an album, Renaissance. I can't tell you. And maybe, maybe a good two, three weeks ago. I haven't listened to the whole album. I'm actually probably going to listen to it as I edit this audio and as I upload everything. Um, but there's one song that I have listened to. And that everybody is stuck on Alien Superstar and the single that came out, um, which was Break My Soul. But cuff it. We going to fuck up the night. What? A bop. Y'all know I love a good funk. I love a good, the funk, the funk, um, wave volumes by Calvin Harris. IBE knows up a good seventies, Boosie Collins. IBE net up. I love a good funky ass beat. Cuff it is exactly that. Really good. Go check it out. Um, next we have Meg's new album, which is called Trauma, Traumazine, Traumazine. Trauma T R A U M A. Oh, trauma zine. Wait. I don't know. Traumazine is what I'm going to assume it is. Because magazine, that's kind of how it's spelled. Traumazine. Either way, 
I will read the features on it. Uh, I've only heard one song, and it sounded um, like it was five. I listened to it, but I wasn't paying attention. Um, Ungrateful features Key Glock is, is hard. Who Me featuring Pooh C is also hard. I heard the future song is hard. Um, I just love, I'm a Megan stan. I love her. <coughs> I love her as a person. Um, <coughs> I'm over here dying. I love her as a person. Um, she's beautiful to me. Body always oddy. She just seems super fun to be around. Love her. Um, but she has Key Glock featured Lotto. Pooh Shiesty, Rico Nasty, Janaiko, Lucky Day, Future, not Sauce Walk on here, Sauce Walker, Lil Kiki, Big Pokey, oh, cause Sauce Walker from Houston, huh, I believe he is, he's crazy ass, but yeah, so that's out, I'm gonna listen to that today as well, um, I haven't yet, but y'all should go listen to it, because the visuals that she put out, like, leading up to it, as far as, like, the photos and the posts she ate down, but she always eats up a look now, her wardrobe was questionable in the past, but she did always eat up a good look. So, yeah, there's that. Um, And then we have next. This is very random, but hear me out. So I have Roxanne by the police, which is technically a rock song because the first time I heard it was on rock band years and years ago. But it came on when I was at Disney World in this restaurant. And I, and I was like the song, the B is just. It's like the the drums sound like it's off B, but it's on. I don't know how to describe it, but it's a it's a really good song. Shout out to the police; they're very talented. It's a group. And um, lastly, we have Star, um, featuring Tenerel, Ten Tenerel, T A N E R E L L E. Um, it's featuring her and. Machine Drum, which um, is a producer, I'm pretty sure. There's an ASAP Ferg version. There's a version with her, with Tenerell in it. And then there's a version, I think, with just no one in it. But she is beautiful. One of the most beautiful people I think I've ever seen in my entire life. Go look up Nothing Without You by Tenerell. T-A-N-E-R-E-L-L-E. And she's beautiful. And her songs are, like, very sensual very futuristic she has a new oh she has something new out uh, ep called 82 moons but she's beautiful she's very futuristic a lot of her songs have like uh, or a lot of her like visuals and her album covers have like um are very like space astro inspired so like very galaxy and stars and she's naked but like just glowing in outer space type shit very cool very cute um but yeah other than that that's all I have for you guys. Those are the bops of the week. Um, will I make a playlist like we do? We make playlists for Black Fluidity every episode. Maybe I will um, on Spotify and on Apple Music. Just go look up Ethereal Black Girl, the podcast. Go look up or do I want to put... Here's what you go. Go look up. I need to put this in my notes. We are going to title the playlist... E B G the pod episode and then whatever number and then by the time you type in E B G the pod episode I'll probably put the link in the description on the um on the podcast on Apple Podcast look in the description box 
and in Spotify, look in the description box. I'll put the links to the um, podcast in there. But yeah, I'll make a little playlist. Y'all can go listen to these few little songs. Um, but that's really it. Um, like I always say, follow me on Instagram at Ebony Kelly underscore. Follow me on TikTok at Ebony Kelly underscore underscore. I have a few TikTok followers. Kind of cute. Um, go to our YouTube. I will just post this on YouTube for people to listen to because why the hell not? It is what it is. I don't have a video, but some of y'all don't have Apple Podcasts or Spotify, so YouTube. Um, and then so follow me on YouTube at Ebony, at it's just Ebony Kelly, E B O N Y K E L L E. Um, what else? I kind of missed recording. Like, it just felt very organic. Like, I was talking to my best friend, and we just was shooting the shit. And I was telling y'all what has been going on for the past few months. Um, but follow us on... I think I said everything. Oh, follow us on Instagram at ethereoblackgirl underscore. That is E-T-H-E-R-E-A-L, blackgirl underscore. Also, speaking of ethereal, this tattoo that I have, this, this ethereal tattoo... So many people have asked me or told me when I got this, I thought your podcast meant either real the entire time. No, it's ethereal, <laughs> which means almost too perfect for the royal, for the world. Very delicate, very airy. And I named it that because black people, I mean, black women are always viewed as being very aggressive and being very loud and you know being very strong and independent and so it's like like a play on words like i myself i would not use delicate to describe myself like that would not be the first thing i would say but i really am very delicate and um like a lot of black women are we just don't often get the chance to be so because y'all always be trying us thank you but anywho, ethereal, ethereal black girl underscore. I'm gonna have to say, I think that's all. Um, per usual, like I always say, don't do drugs, don't drink and drive, and use protection. Peace.